0: November is traditionally the biggest month in the gaming calendar, but this year, not so much. Sure, some of the biggest games of the year are still launching this month, but there aren't 10 of them like most years, resulting in a top-heavy lineup. So here are some absolutely giant games, along with some diamonds in the rough. Farming Sim's Dardew Valley is one of the most successful indie games ever, and now the big publishers are trying to grab a piece of that pie. Square Enix's attempt is Harvestella, a game that combines farming with more traditional fantasy-style action RPGs. Like most Square Enix RPGs, your job is to gather crystals to halt a disaster that comes alongside the changing of the seasons. The combat is also much deeper than other farming RPGs. You can seamlessly swap your allies' jobs during combat to exploit your enemies' weak points. The premise sounds fertile, and you can till the dirt yourself with a demo right now. 3D Sonic games have had a mixed track record over the last two decades, but Sonic Frontiers, with its open world, is the biggest evolution yet. It combines open fields filled with puzzles, an in-depth combat system, and traditional speed-focused Sonic levels set in an alternate cyberspace into one package. Sega also promises it's much bigger and longer than previous 3D Sonic games. Super Sonic plays a much larger role in this entry, and many of its features may seem out of place in a Sonic game. But, hands-on impressions have been surprisingly positive. The game has looked better every time we've seen it, so we're setting our blast processors to optimistic. 2018's God of War is our game of the previous generation. And now the sequel, God of War Ragnarok, is finally here. The plot picks up right after the excellent reboot. The threat of Ragnarok is approaching, Kratos' know-it-all teen son Atreus is coming of age, and there are threats from the Norse pantheon. Its predecessor is a near-perfect mix of plot, technical flourishes, and deep, rewarding combat, and we're hoping this sequel goes beyond Midgard. Footage has been scarce leading up to its release, so there should be plenty of mystery and surprises. We have high expectations, and the last thing we expect is for it to be a Loki release. Obsidian has been one of Microsoft's unsung heroes during the new generation. Not only has its output been impressive, it's completed some interesting experiments. The studio's latest is Pentiment, a choice-driven detective game with highly stylized art. It's set in early 16th century Germany and has you playing an illustrator who's trying to solve a 25-year murder spree. It's the latest game from acclaimed Fallout New Vegas director Josh Sawyer, so at the very least the story should be intriguing. It represents the entire Xbox first-party lineup for the holidays, so Microsoft is hoping that a big thing can come in a small package. The launch of the original Warzone in 2019 was a game-changing release for the Call of Duty series. The Battle Royale shooter now has over 100 million active players. Its full sequel is now here and built on a brand new engine that will allow it to expand unimpeded. Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 features new AI combatants strewn across the new desert-themed map, as well as the ability to swim and mantle objects. Progression is also tightly coupled with both Modern Warfare 2 and the upcoming mobile version of Warzone. So no matter where you are, there will always be some COD to play. Goat Simulator sounds like a silly idea, but it's one of the most successful indie games from the last decade. Not too shabby for something that was supposed to be a joke. Its intentionally glitchy sandbox returns for Goat Simulator 3. First of all, there is no Goat Simulator 2, so this sequel comes out of the gate as a joke. But its new features certainly aren't. Four-player cooperative multiplayer, multiple mini-games, and actual game design riff on its intentional awfulness. Can the stream-friendly original Wacky Simulator still stand out? Fingers crossed that it's not bad. Supermassive Games and Bandai Namco's horror anthology series is ending its first season of adventure games with The Dark Pictures' The Devil in Me. While the initial entries in the series all have some sort of unique twist, this one follows more classic horror tropes as a group of documentary filmmakers explore a replica of a serial killer's murder castle. As it turns out, there's more at stake than just the ratings. Supermassive is promising more exploration elements and actual gameplay in this entry, as well as a multitude of grisly deaths the Dark Pictures has always provided. This summer's The Quarry reminded us how good the developer is when it's on its A-game, so we're hoping its finish won't be hostile. 2022 is going to be remembered as the year of the open-world Pokémon game. January's Pokémon Legends Arceus flips the traditional monster-catching formula on its head with more of a Monster Hunter-style take, and now, Pokémon Scarlet and Violet is applying some of those tweaks to a mainline entry in the franchise. Game Freak separates the traditional goals of a Pokemon game, like fighting gym leaders and finding rare Pokemon, into their own distinct storylines you can tackle in any order you choose. Freedom in a Pokemon game? It's a new era to be sure, but it doesn't depart from the tried and true as much as Arceus, which should please Purus. World of Warcraft has been the defining MMORPG for almost two decades at this point, but the last couple years have been rough. Blizzard is counting on this new expansion, World of Warcraft Dragonflight, to right the ship. The expansion is all about dragons, which few people will complain about. From the new playable Drag fear class to the new zones where you can ride them, the winged reptiles will rule supreme. The expansion's endgame also looks promising, but Blizzard is keeping the main story of the expansion under wraps. It's become obvious Blizzard is intent on becoming the next House of the Dragon. There are so many Warhammer games coming out these days, it can be difficult to tell them apart. However, the co-op shooter Vermintide is a standout. Now developer Fatshark is ditching the fantasy setting for the futuristic Warhammer branch with Warhammer 40k Darktide. This new take on the Horde-based shooter adds gunplay to Vermintide 2's melee-based combat for a much-needed injection of variety. There's also more customization, deeper progression, and chaotic mutators that make every run different. The new setting should lead to a fresh take on this multiplayer staple, and it's on Game Pass, so the player count should be extremely healthy. Thanks for checking out our look at games worth considering for November 2022. We've entered the busy season of the gaming calendar, so make sure you keep your browser pointed to sifted.net to keep track of it all. If you like what we're doing, head to patreon.com sifted and drop us a pledge if you can. Next month, we're closing out yet another busy year, and we'll see you then.